Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you willing? Hey gents. Welcome to another episode of Apex Masculinity, a high-performance men's coaching outfit designed to help you show up strong in every area of life. Raising the bar in fatherhood, marriage, finance, business, health, and all things manly. Gentlemen, let's begin. Hey, gents, welcome back to Apex Masculinity. You're in the right place. I'm your host, Nick Chantos. Guys, I want to take a few minutes this evening and talk about the art of recovering from failure. Listen, John Maxwell has a powerful quote, fail early, fail often, but always fail forward. That's really it in life, isn't it? And we get on this trajectory of doing well. Our confidence levels are up the goals that we've set for ourselves, and the different areas of life that we have. We're knocking them down left and right, man. We're building a rapport and a resume of being a successful man. And then bam, the worst of us gets the better of us. And if we're not careful, we can go into this depressive state where self-loathing and depression and despair attempt to lay a hold on us because we were doing so well and we had this licked and we were fighting impulsivity and we were thinking through decisions and making right choices in life. And in a moment of weakness or in a moment of confusion, we made the wrong choice and ruined our reputation or maybe nobody knows and your reputation wasn't ruined, but it was ruined with yourself. Like you were faced with the reality that once again, you cannot be perfect and without flaw. You were faced with the reality again, the hard reality that you have the propensity to fail and do things that your apex man would never agree or consent to, right? We have all found ourselves in that place What I want to tell you today is that's possibly never going to go away. I mean, in all honesty, let's just be straightforward. Do you think that from today for the rest of your natural life, with all the success that's headed your way, that you will never make a mistake going forward, that you will never have a moment of impulsivity, that you will never have a moment where your flesh got the better of you and you made a choice that didn't align with your core values as a man. I mean, do you really think that for the next 20, 40, 60 years, you are going to live a blemish-free life? No, we know that. So what's the next best thing? The next best thing, guys, is to learn how to recover quickly, get back up, not lose your momentum, And continue to fight towards those success goals that you have for yourself so that you can continue building that reputation in your own eyes and in the eyes of those around you. That even though you may be flawed, you are on a trajectory of success and you are going to win. I want to throw a few key points out at you guys tonight. Take notes if you want. Go back and listen to the podcast episode a couple times. 
I'm going to throw some bullet points at you. First one is we need to learn how to change our vocabulary. Rather than talk to ourselves and say, I'm a loser. I can't win. I can't believe I did this. I failed again. I can't succeed. We need to change our vocabulary and start saying things like, you know what? It's not a failure. It's just me falling forward. You know what? It's not a failure. It's just me learning and growing on this new trajectory of being my better self. Because there are two men living inside of you. Both of them hell-bent for domination. And you know this. And you know that the one you feed will live. And if you start voicing vocabulary that advocates that you are a loser and you can't win, and it'll always be this way, and you'll it'll always come around again, like you'll do well for a while, but something will always come around again to prove that I'm an abject failure. You are going to rewire your mind through your own vocabulary to begin to believe that you are indeed an abject failure and all you're doing is setting yourself up for the next failure. You are conditioning your mind to believe that you can't succeed. Change your vocabulary and when you talk to yourself, say things like, you know what? It was a learning experience. You know what? There were triggers in place. You know what? I was tired and the worst of me got the better of me, but that's not who I am good friend of mine once told me where you are isn't who you are. It's just where you are. You are not defined by that mistake. You are defined by the goals, dreams, and ambitions to succeed that you have deep down within inside yourself. And you are going to succeed. Change your vocabulary. Change the words that you speak over your own life. The next thing I want you to consider is staying humble. Listen, we're all flawed. Some of us worse than others. Some of us have 20, 30 plus years of bad decisions under our belts. And that for the last 30 years, that's who we've been. People that make bad decisions. And you think you're just going to wake up one day and say, I'm going to be apex and never make another bad toxic decision ever again. Never find yourself caving under the weight of impulsive behavior. Never find yourself in a moment of weakness or fatigue or frustration and make a choice that doesn't align with your core values. Listen, man, stay humble and realize that this is a battle. And just like in any fight, in order to get close enough to land punches, you got to get close enough to get hit. And some days you're going to kick your own ass. Know that on the front side. And get up and say, you know what? You knock me down today. I'll get you tomorrow. We're going to keep going. Like, I'm not going to stop fighting to succeed. The next thing I want you to consider is living your truth. And I have harped and preached and moaned about this over and over on multiple episodes. Listen, you and I know that failure fights confidence. When you make your declaration of what your core values are, morality, purity, sobriety, success, whatever the case may be, goal setting. When you declare these uh, aspirations that you have and these core values that you have and you commit a behavior or an action that violates those core values, it is going to fight your confidence because it is going to affirm, attempt to affirm and remind you that you cannot succeed in what you desire. It's going to attempt to remind you that that which you've determined you cannot do. So it is essential that you remember every time 
you're getting ready to make a mistake. And sometimes impulse happens so fast, we don't even realize what we've done until it's over. I get that. I get that. I've been there. But sometimes there's that inner tug of war right before we make a decision where we wrestle with ourselves and we weigh out the, uh, uh, you know, the cost to revenue ratio, so to speak, or uh, the pleasure to consequence ratio in our own minds. And that dialogue of convincing ourselves whether or not this is the right or the wrong thing, you need to remind yourself in that moment that if you do this, it's going to take you anywhere from three days to three weeks to recover and get back on your feet and get back on your goals and get back on your confidence and get back on your success trajectory. And you know that. Those moments where you say, hey, look, man, I'm never drinking again. I'm never drinking again. And you take this time, bro, and you're you're winning in this goal. And then you have a blowout, man, where you drink too much, man, and you spend too much money or you take yourself over the edge, so to speak, where that red line is for you. Do you wake up the next day feeling vibrant, excited, full of life, full of vigor, full of, you know, positive, courageous mindset attributes that are going to launch you further and faster into your goals, dreams and ambitions? Or do you wake up feeling like a douchebag that has no control over his own impulses? How long does it take you to recover from that? You are costing yourself time by the decisions that you make. And look, honestly, man, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a big deal because in three days, after you get back solid again, all of that seems to just wash away. And here you are again, back on the path of success. But it's three days lost. It's three days, once again, where you have to spend talking to yourself about why you continue to do this and why can you not get past this and what did you miss or let go in the process of just of just making a choice that quite honestly gave you no fulfillment anyway i want to see you win i want to see you save yourself time and pain failure fights confidence Remember that, know that, be prepared for that, begin to predict that, begin to weigh out consequences on the front side of your choices. The next thing I want you to consider is that failure damages motivation. Yes, failure fights confidence, but the natural next step or recourse in that is that it fights your motivation because you spend the next few days having this inner turmoil with yourself that strips away all the energy, all the ambition, and all the motivation to get up and succeed. Because all of that energy is now diverted to this inner dialogue that you have with yourself about whether or not you're able to succeed and win. It steals your motivation. I want you to consider why failure makes us gun shy. How many people have started a business in life and they tarried with it for a little bit and whether... Whether or, not, whether or not it was a good idea or not, it just didn't work out. They remember that. They remember all of the times that they tried to do something and it failed or it didn't work out in life. And they house those memories in the subconscious of their brain. And they remember the pain associated with it, whether it was lost money, lost time, you know, lost self-esteem or self-worth because what they fought so hard for didn't work out. 
And what ends up happening is we, we become gun shy. We begin to become permanently gun shy or risk averse, if you will. And we don't want to take chances anymore. Now, I'm not doing that again because I remember the last time I tried that, it didn't work out. The last time I tried to write a book, man, only five people bought it. No one else ever did. So I'm not writing another book. And rather than stay on the path and give it time and give it consistency and give it marketing and give it strategy and give it gratitude and give it faith and see growth. I remember the last time I tried to start a business and I threw all this money at it and it didn't work out. I remember the last time I tried to be an influencer you know, touch people in a positive way and help people on their trajectory. And then my life exploded with some catastrophic thing that quite honestly, I bear fault in. And I looked like a hypocrite and I never want to feel those feelings again. Therefore, I am never reaching for the stars again. I want to see you win. I want to see you guard yourself against mistakes. I want to see you work hard for what you have and work hard to keep and maintain what you have so you don't bring yourself to this place, man, where you go inward and you lick your wounds for this extended period of time. And listen, man, I trust, you know, that all things work together for the good. And I understand that, man. And I understand that, you know, we'll look back years from now and realize a lot of the failures, you know, had purpose in them. I get that. But there's this pain that takes place oftentimes for failures that quite honestly didn't need to happen. And it'll cause you to freeze up. Risk averse. We ain't taking chances. Failure fights idea generation. And I know this, I know this for a fact, bro. When I'm on a good trajectory, man, and I got weeks and weeks and weeks of just solid, grounded, right choices, fighting impulsivity, you know, gaining and growing and maturing and you know, making good decisions. And I'm building that resume within my own soul of being successful. I start to get all of these great ideas on how to take what I'm doing and my side hustles and my marriage and my parenting strategies and my financial standing and how I'm showing up at work and how I'm showing up in my health and fitness. I get all these great ideas that come to me because I'm in that zone and I'm in that vibration and I'm in that place, man, where I'm attracting good things to myself. And the minute I have an epic blowout, because I go internal and self-loathing and I get stuck in this place of depression and despair because I violated my core values or I made a mistake that didn't align with this success trajectory that I'm on, all those ideas go away because I'm not attracting those awesome ideas back to myself. I'm actually wasting that energy in a negative field. And once again, three days, three weeks, three months go by trying to fight out of that failure to get a solid wrap of success under your belt so that you can get back to that place. And it's like this ebb and flow, this tug of war that that goes back and forth in all of our lives. And I want to spare you the time lost and I want to spare you the ideas lost and see you stay on a success trajectory. Now, I will say this as a caveat. Oftentimes we experience failure. And we experience uh, these setbacks in life mainly because we, we're reaching way beyond our means and capabilities. Now, there is a camp of people that will say, hey, look, man, only do what you're capable of doing. And if you're not sure, don't touch it. 
Because if you reach for the stars, if you reach way beyond your means and capabilities, trying to achieve something that's way beyond where you are today, you're going to fail. And then you're going to get depressed. Then you're going to go inward. You're going to get stagnant. But quite honestly, the only way to reach those starry ambitions is to reach for things that are beyond your capabilities and your means today. So what are you saying? It's almost like a dichotomy of ideas. You're telling me that if I reach for things beyond my capabilities, I have a greater chance of failing and failure is going to fight my confidence levels and take me longer to get up and try to win again. But at the same time, you're saying the only way to actually reach those lofty ambitions is to reach for things that are out of your grasp and fall so that you can get back up again, learn something and reach again, because every time you fall and stand back up, you get taller. This is something you're going to have to reconcile in your own mind and decide if it's worth reaching for things that are beyond your means and capabilities. Because the propensity to fail in that pursuit is there. But it's how you process the failure. I'm okay with you reaching for things and falling flat on your lofty face. I do it all of the time. I don't care who's watching. I don't care who hears about it. I'm reaching for things that I know are going to pull my feet out from under me and make me unstable and cause the chance of failure. But because I'm persistent and I get back up again and again and again, by my actions of consistent persistence, I'm declaring to the universe that I will not be stopped. This ambition is mine and I will achieve and receive it. And eventually it comes to me. But the trick here, guys, the dirty little secret is to know that your chances of failing are higher in that moment. So when you fail, if you fail, your perspective on the failure is key to shortening the amount of time that you spend in self-loathing and despair and uncertainty. And the vocabulary that you use and the way that you talk to yourself and how you see that experience will determine how fast you get up and with what level of ambition and intensity you have as you stand. Failure can foster hopelessness. I know you've been there. That, that dark moment of the soul where the worst thing that can happen, happens. The worst thing that you can do and you abandon somebody. You let something go. You gave in and you gave up. Somebody gave in and gave up on you. You had these plans and now you're dealing with this. And it seems like it just consumes your entire focus and energy having to deal with this little fire that's now going on in your life. And those dreams just drift further and further away from you like two rafts on the sea being pulled apart by the waves. And you watch that success journey, those success ambitions just drift further and further. And it can create hopelessness within you. 
rather than trusting in a process and knowing that no matter what happens, no matter what failures you commit or someone commits against you, no matter what setbacks happen in life, underneath, just beneath the surface of those waves, there is a rope tethered from your raft to the raft of your ambitions. And as those ambitions might drift far, far away, even to get on the horizon, bro, almost out of sight, just know that they are tethered to you. And all you got to do is get back on your feet, push out despair and hopelessness, reach under that raft to grab that rope and start reeling those dreams in. They're yours. You deserve them. You're worthy of them. You own them. They're yours. Failure has the ability to breed incorrect assumptions in our lives. We begin to get a skewed perspective in life. Have you been there? Maybe I'm not capable of this. Maybe this is all a joke. Maybe everybody around me knows that I'm a laughing stock, and I don't know that they all know this. Does anybody else get in their own heads like that? Who the hell am I to believe that someone like me with my past and these mistakes in my past, whether recent or far away, could ever believe that I deserve something so monumental as to see my dreams come to reality? These are the incorrect assumptions that begin to breed like parasites in the mind of a person who is wallowing in despair and defeat over mistakes that they've made. We need to step out of our own circle, get out of our own heads, and get some right perspective. And oftentimes, you need to call a friend. You need to call an accountability partner and be willing to be transparent and bare your soul. I had a man tell me one time after I just dumped and regurgitated all of this, this negativity about myself and my own ability to succeed and, and my own uh, lack of self-worth and self-image and self-esteem. And the man looked at me and was so confused. I'd never seen a more confused look on a person's face. And he says, I see you so different than you see yourself. Like, how can you see yourself that way? And he had to walk me through all of these successes and all of these victories that I'd had in my life to remind me. This is the 90-10 rule, guys. Because if we're not careful, we can focus on the 10% of garbage and junk that goes wrong in our lives and neglect the 90% of high caliber success that we've had over the last 2, 5, 10, 15 plus years. And for whatever reason, we seem to focus on those one or two things and use them as evidence to prove that we're incapable and we can't succeed, rather than focusing on the 90% of awesome shit that we've done in life to validate this idea that we are achievement-minded, that we are good people, that we are humble and honest. And even though we make mistakes and we're flawed, like 
we're winning and we're influencing the world around us in a positive way. And we are successful people. It all goes back to that self-talk. It all goes back to that perspective. We need to stop reliving the failures of the past. And we need to remind ourselves of the great successes that we've had along the journey. I don't want to see you treat your failures as commonplace. I don't ever want to get to the place in my life where I have a failure in my life and I just say, you know what? I don't care. Whatever. Forget it, man. Forget it. And not let the positive tool of my own conscience deal with me about my mistakes because that that twinge of guilt and pain associated with the conscience of man pricking his heart is a good thing. It's a good tool to keep us on the right path. But we can't stay stuck in self-loathing, reliving every failure, reliving every negative word we said to that person or every negative word that person said to us, reliving every moment where we didn't make the right choice and it cost us everything. Now, we got to practice gratitude. I'm thankful today. And you know what? I would like to tell you that I am grateful for 15 years married to a loving woman. For a quiver full of amazing children that are all in different places on their own growth and journey. For a six-figure career in the oil and gas industry that has met the need for everything that I'm doing with my brand and the influence that I'm having for book sales and podcast, you know, episode downloads and, you know, emails and text messages from people that have thanked me for, you know, the influence and uh, for the positive word and the encouragement. But, but you know what, there's things out there that you've done that I desperately want to do and I haven't done them and I'm struggling to get them done. And if I'm not careful, I can be ungrateful at the fact that you're winning in areas that I'm not. And even as I was recanting those things that I'm grateful for, some of you out there were probably thinking, I had that at one time. I don't have that anymore. I wish I had what he had. And I'm on this end wishing I've had what you had, that I had, you know, uh, half a million dollars or a, you know, a six or, or, or seven or eight figure income or, or something like that, or whatever the case may be. And, and, and we can look at everybody else's life and, and wish we had what they had and be envious and be jealous instead of just being grateful for what we have and the experiences that we've had and the lessons that we've learned through those failures. Listen, we need to take full responsibility for the choices that we've made. That is the first step. Own your shit, bro. Own it. I did that. I did that. It's no one else's fault. I made that choice. That is the first step for you beginning to move forward. Own it. Forgive yourself. Listen, you need to learn how to practice radical self-forgiveness. You are this beautiful mess of divine spark and fallen impulsive flesh that has a mind of its own. And the better of you is going to wrestle with the worst of you for the rest of your natural life. And you need to learn now how to forgive yourself 
and move on and move quickly. Because quite honestly, not only is it important for your own growth and success in life, but there are people under you and around you that will directly be affected either positively or negatively based on your ability to recover and succeed or go into self-loathing and despair and waste time. Those people are counting on you to rise above, to rise to this challenge, whether it's your own fault or something that someone else did to you, an experience that you've had, rise up and embrace the suck. Find some gratitude and continue to win. It's good to do a full investigation. Yeah, we get it. We failed. We've owned it. But what happened right before the failure? Have you ever stopped and asked yourself that? What was going on in my heart, in my head, in my flesh, moments before that happened or days before that led up to that epic blowout? Be inquisitive. Be curious. Do self-analysis. Debrief yourself. Do an investigation. Find out what's going on and it will give you the tools that you need to begin to predict the next failure. And you can catch it, hopefully, on the front side and avoid that stain again. We need to recommit ourselves to the idea of success. Get up, you dust yourself off, you put your big boy pants on, you put your big girl panties on, you own your failure, and you recommit yourself to success. There is so much on on the table, guys. The stakes have never been this high. Generations will be affected by whether or not you recover and move forward or stay in self-loathing and defeat because of your own inability to occasionally make mistakes. Last thing I want to leave you with is that once you recommit yourself to success, begin to take massive action towards those goals, dreams, and ambitions that you have for yourself so that you can once again build that rapport, that evidence, that reputation that you're a winner and you can succeed. Guys, I love you. Until next time. Thank you. Hey, gents, I hope the episode was an encouragement to you. You guys know I love and care for you very much, and I want to see you win. I just wanted to recap some awesome successes that I had over this last six months. As some of you guys know, about six months ago, I hired a life coach and began to work with this guy, and the program was absolutely fantastic. I uh, was able to um, get my triglycerides and my cholesterol levels down substantially. I've been bulking up in the gym, getting the body that I've always wanted. I'm actually in the best shape of my entire life, man. At 44 years old next month, I can honestly say that I've never been in this good a shape. I was able to pay off about $35,000 in vehicle loans, dumped about 13 and a half K, throwing every extra nickel that I had towards my wife's pickup truck, got it paid off, man, got the title in the mail a couple weeks ago. It felt so good to get out from under that debt. I went ahead and bit the bullet, man, and sold my three-inch lift kit, gaudy Apex Masculinity lifted pickup truck. Um, 
and chromed out, had an apex masculinity decal in the back window. I was advertising I was, as I was going down the road, um, but it was, uh, it was taxing me financially. I mean, it was something I could afford, but by paying off the 350 bucks for my wife's truck and the 500 bucks for my truck, you know, and the, obviously, uh, the, the insurance on my truck, as I let it go, I was able to save myself about a thousand dollars in revenue every month. And it took some dedication and focus and intensity, but I got myself to that place and, uh, freed up that money. And it actually allowed for me to accomplish my most important goal. And that was to step down from a very busy, very chaotic scheduled job in the oil fields here and get something way more relaxed. So um, I started my new job. Today was my first day. I got a 12 hour shift Monday through Friday, weekends off, same start time, same end time, uh, really good benefits, all that stuff and less labor intensive. It's going to be awesome. I was able to get down to the lake this weekend with my son and go kayaking and all this focus and intensity on my health and my fitness and on my finances and getting these debts paid off and freeing up this money and getting this job change and creating more time for myself is actually now going to feed into better family connection time. And I want to tell you that if you'll get focused on your goals, dreams, and ambitions and stay consistent, even in the face of failure and mistake, if you'll just get back up and keep going, you will get to where you want to be. If I can do it, you can do it. And I'll be quite honest with you. Because if I don't have my honesty, I've got nothing. Over the last six months of all these great successes that I've enjoyed, there's been a few epic blowouts in character. Things that when it was all said and done, I asked myself, like, why did you, do, like, why again? Like, again? Why did you fall for this again? Why did you give in to impulsivity again? Why did you let fatigue and frustration cause you to make this choice again? And if I've learned anything over the last several years, it's this. We are never going to get to a place where our life is free from failure and mistake. It's not going to happen. As I said before, we are a beautiful mess of divine spark and impulsive flesh. And the worst of you will battle the best of you for the duration of your life. It's about mindset. It's about giving yourself grace. It's about reframing those failures and seeing them as learning experiences, digging deep, being inquisitive, finding out why you're doing the things you're doing, taking notes and getting up and going again and being consistent to get up and go again. And because of that consistency, not perfection, but consistency, I was able to hit some heavy benchmark goals and get myself to a place where I can now focus so much more time, not only on my family, but on the Apex Masculinity brand. And last week, I was able to reach out to a narrator on Fiverr, and I've got my Apex Masculinity book in audiobook production right now within the next 10 days or so. Um, the book will be available not only in paperback and ebook, but it will now be available on Audible and Amazon as an audiobook. And that's fantastic, man. I'm so excited for that. And I now have I now have a passive income product that requires no effort and no energy on my part, other than to mention it every once in a while on my podcast. That's all I gotta do.
And if you go into Amazon right now and you type in books on masculinity, my book will pop populate on the first page as one of the first five choices that are on there because the book has had so much success and people purchasing that book and leaving awesome reviews for that book, not reviews um, uh, that I asked those people to leave, genuine reviews of how the book touched them. It's keeping that book on that first page and it's getting so much exposure and more and more people are continuing to find it and share it. And as you guys know, I'm systematically mailing out you know, stacks of that book to prisons all over the United States. And I'm going to continue to have impact and I'm going to continue to succeed. I'm going to continue to see increasing levels of success in my life. And if I'm being honest, I'm probably going to see some more epic blowouts and failures in character and temperament. That is the natural course of man. But I am committed to not stop. And that's, that's when true failure begins, guys, is when, we, is when we quit. And as long as you're committed to never quit, you will get where you want to be. I guarantee it. I see it in my own life every single day. You can do this. We can do this. If you haven't had a chance to pick up a copy of the book, man, it's available on Barnes & Nobles, Amazon. Like I said, paperback, ebook, and in about 10 days, the audiobook will be out. And uh, man, if the books touched you at all, bro, or if the podcasts have resonated with you at all, man, reach out to me at apexmasculinity.com and just leave me a message, man. Uh, I, I'm not trying to sell you something. You guys know that I provide coaching. You guys know that I provide literature, different things like that. But I don't spend every waking moment of the day figuring out how to monetize people. I just want to know that people are being touched and that we're having impact. And it would be such an encouragement to me if the podcasts have been an encouragement to you to hear from you and to know that you've been touched by what we're putting out here. And also, if you know anybody that would make a great guest for our show, somebody that's gone through hell and back, somebody that, you know, started out at the bottom, the great underdog story, somebody that's got trauma and tragedy and, and, and years of of worse after bad decisions that led them to a dark place and they have pulled out or are in the process of pulling out and building that amazing life for themselves. I'd love to connect with those people and get them as a guest on the show until next time, guys, I love you sleep well at night.